0: Hello, Texans, and welcome to the Fuddruckers Texans Player Show, presented by who else but Fuddruckers. We're going to give away a Fuddruckers gift card at the beginning of the next segment, and the knowledge you acquire during this segment will help you win next segment, so pay attention. It's not going to be too difficult. Don't sweat this too much, okay? Mark Vandermeer and DP Sidhu with you. Chris Moore is our guest. Before we get to Chris, I know the trade deadline passed today. No huge trade for the houston texans as you know reports came out earlier today that charles amena who was traded to the san francisco 49ers plenty more coming up on that during texans all access at seven right here so we'll talk about that but right now if there was something huge that happened today we would sort of change the format here a little bit and get into that dig into the nuances of that But we'll talk about that next hour. Right now, it's Chris Moore, Texans wide receiver, former Bearcat, former Raven. We're going to get into all this stuff. Anyway, DP, how are you?
1: I'm good, Mark. I'm excited to have Chris. We actually put in our request for Chris last week. Yeah. And then you recovered that onside kick on Sunday. And the first thing I thought was
0: yes, (laughs) Yes.
1: I mean, I know the game didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. But, you know, how has it been for you first year here with the Texans? You've been on the practice squad. You've been playing in the games. But... You know, how do you feel like it's coming along for you? I mean,
2: it's coming along good. Um, it's it's been a different uh, season for me. Um, I've been learning a lot because I've I've never been on practice squad, so that was a different process for me, and it actually challenged me in ways that I uh, I think made me a better football player in the long run. So it's been exciting. Uh, I'm hoping just to just to continue help this team win.
1: The practice squad rules. I, I was going to ask you that because being a veteran on the practice squad, they just changed that last year. Yeah,
2: because of COVID.
1: Because of COVID. Yeah. So. How do you view that as a veteran being on practice squad? Are you just happy to get a chance to be with a team or, you know, does it feel like this is just a completely different world from how how the league was when you first came into it?
2: Yeah, it's definitely a different completely it's a completely different world, but I did look at it as an opportunity because if you're as a vet, if you're not able to be on that practice squad, you're just at home working right. out hoping a team calls you when something happens. So, at least you're now you're still in the building, you're getting a chance to practice, getting a chance to be around the guys. So, I mean, I felt that was a blessing in disguise. How has practice been for you?
0: Because I got to imagine sometimes you do scouts, sometimes you do the, whatever mm-hmm. reps
2: you get with the first crew. Yeah. So how does that work? Because we don't see all of that all week. Yeah, I mean, I do a little bit of everything. Like you mm-hmm. said, I do the uh, scout team when they ask me to. Uh, I get reps in the, with the ones when I need to I have game plan stuff or when another receiver just needs a break, I go in there. but. I mean, I'm always working. Whenever they ask me to do something, I'm first one. I'll do it, whatever you need. If they needed me to play defense, I'd do it. So Hey. hey. <laughs> He's like, I, I can I'm do it all. I'm just down here. I am just love playing football, so whatever they ask of me. Did you play both ways in high school? No, my coach wouldn't let me. So really? I, wouldn't yeah. let you. Were yeah. you guys loaded? You were from? Tampa.
0: Tampa, the Tampa area. Yeah. And so... Was the school just loaded with athletes, and that's
2: why they specialized? Yeah, we won state my senior year, so we had a really good team. We didn't need many people to go both ways. I think only one or two players on our whole team actually played offense and defense, so I just stuck with receiver and was really good at it.
1: How hard is it during the week when you're on practice squad and you didn't know when you were going to be elevated or not? Uh, You know, Because you're you're playing scout team, but then you, you need those reps in practice too, but there's no way to know really until game day or the day before, or do you have a sense? That you might get elevated
2: i mean sometimes you did sometimes you you had no idea uh so i what i did was i just studied the plays whenever whatever we installed for the week i made sure i knew everybody's role everybody's position and just made sure i was ready because i mean you never know and if you get the opportunity you gotta make the most of it so you yeah. gotta
1: study everybody's part because you don't know who who might be out yeah. and where you might be slotted in
2: yeah it could be the slot receiver i can be the outside receiver on either side of the ball so i just made mm. sure that i knew. Every single position I mean it's easy if you learn the whole concept it ma- just it makes your job easier and you just plug yourself in and just play
1: I like how he says it's easy that doesn't i mean I don't know much about b- playing wide receiver, but that sounds like <laughs> a lot that you've got to study for
2: yeah i mean in a week. yeah it's the formations and the like i said the concepts but i mean I know the formations pretty good because we don't add we add all that stuff in training camp we don't add too many sure. more formations throughout the season. But the concept is just what you got to learn, and that's just plugging yourself in a spot and just knowing what route you have. So, I mean, I just just put in the work and study. DP mentioned the onside kick, but I just want to go there for a moment. That particular kind
0: of play, you know you're going to get clocked when you (laughs) – it, recover an onside kick. Yeah. And I guess a lot of it is luck, too. Does it come to you? Does it bounce right? But what was that like for you? And then the moment you snare that ball, like, oh, boy, here it comes. <laughs> Footsteps.
2: Yeah, it was it was crazy because once I saw it uh, bounce off of Wood's hands, I'm like, oh, this is my chance to get it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: the, wor- the that worst part about it is actually down there at the bottom of that pile, I, I felt like I was wrestling for, like, 20 minutes. Like, yeah. my arms were all tight and getting mm-hmm. all fatigue because I was just sitting there holding the ball as tight <laughs> as I can and everybody just pulling on it. So that's really the, the toughest part about that. I mean, do you
0: want to say, I'm down, I'm that look, I'm down yeah. on the ground, I've, I've got, got possession,
2: stop already, yeah. blow that whistle. That, that was the worst part, too. The refs were telling me to get up, and I'm like, if I let go of this ball, they're going to think he, the, right. the Rams recovered it, and when I'm the one who had it in my chest and everything, so I was making sure. At the end of the day, when I stood up, I had that ball in my hand.
1: That's going to be the worst place to be at the bottom of a of a pile. It I'm is. sure some nasty stuff is happening it's in those just, little piles.
2: It's just nothing but people jumping on you and, you just feel nothing but hands hitting you, and grab, yeah. It just, it's crazy. I don't. Chris Moore joining us on Texans Radio. All right,
0: so let's talk about the 67-yarder you had against the Patriots because that was not a textbook easy play. Yeah. You had to have your head on a swivel for that one. Take us through that touchdown reception.
2: Yeah, it was just a. Uh, we it turned into a scramble drill, so the initial concept it broke down and Davis got out of the pocket. So when I saw him scrambling, I just tried to go upfield. And usually that's our chance to make a bigger play because the defense isn't in the right spot anymore. And he actually put a, the ball in a pretty good spot for me to go up and get in. I just high-pointed it, and the rest is just running to the end zone. How hard is it to high-point the ball? We hear about that. We see it. But it's easier said than done. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's more of a reaction thing. It's not something you can just practice every day. It's something that, I mean, it's just years of playing football and years of seeing the ball travel in the air and just going up and attacking it, whether not letting it come down to you trying to go get at his highest point. And then the rest of that play is just run. Just run as <laughs> fast as you can, yeah. yeah. I, t- I took a little peek at the uh, scoreboard to make sure I had some space and just kept running. Oh, really? You look up at the monitor? Yeah, because you can see it's always live. It's, well, it's probably like a half a second lag, but you can make yeah. sure nobody's coming from another angle. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Little tricks of the trade yeah. there. That's yeah.
1: interesting because – yeah, you don't know if some unless somebody's right on you yeah. where the next defender is going to yeah, be.
2: Yeah, I knew the two were right here behind me, so I, I didn't know how close they were, so I knew I just had to run as fast as I can. But you don't know if somebody's coming from this sure. blind side, so you take a quick peek real quick and check.
1: You don't want someone to knock you out of nowhere yeah. and you didn't even see it coming.
2: Exactly.
0: Well, how has it been in practice and just working with the rookie quarterback, Davis Mills? You've been in this league for a while now, and here's a young guy who's trying to make his way. He's made some plays, and I know
2: the offense has struggled at other times. What's that been like for you? I mean, I'm impressed about his composure. Like, I've always said that whenever he comes in the building, no matter what happens in the game, he's not too high or too low. He comes into practice the same way every day, and I really enjoy that about him. He's getting more and more comfortable. Um, I'm really impressed with how he spots the ball when he throws like you can tell he's starting to hone in like say you're running like a seam route or a go route he can back shoulder and he'll put it right here for you like mm-hmm. his ball locations getting a lot better so I'm I'm just really impressed with how he's coming along.
1: He actually said so he he I asked him about you after the New England game about just working with you and practice because you were on practice squad that yeah. week. He said that you were everywhere that you need to be all the time. That your placement actually was really good, and that really helped develop the chemistry. How hard is it to know where the quarterback wants you to be? I mean, I'm sure now it's gotten a little bit easier, but how do you sort of develop that over the last few weeks?
2: Um, I think the biggest thing that helped us was in training camp. We got, especially because Tyrod was the starter at that time. Me and Davis got a lot of reps together throughout training camp, and I feel like that's where we got to build that chemistry throughout those all those preseason games and. All those practices, me and him got a lot of work together. Mm. So I feel like that just carried over. And you never know. You never think that all that stuff will actually pay off. But it does because throughout the week, I don't get as many rest with him as I would like. But because of training camp, we already kind of had that chemistry. It just carries over. Chris Moore joining us. Okay, let's take you back to Tampa here. Did you grow up a Bucks fan? Uh, No. I don't think I really had a favorite NFL team. I was always just fans of receivers like Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. Those were always – Guys I just watch, specific players.
0: Those are your guys? Yes. Anybody else
2: at receiver? Um, I'll try to think. Who else? It would have had been before I got in the league, it was Mike Wallace, just because how fast he was. Mm-hmm. Like, I just loved receivers that always did the deep deep right. ball, and that was my favorite thing to do in high school and college. So I just watched those guys.
0: So you're in high school, and you probably feel like there's a pretty good chance to play college football. But mm-hmm. what was that like when you were being recruited, or just exploring your possibilities to play in college.
2: Yeah, it it was a it was a fun process for me. I actually committed to Cincinnati before my senior season even started. Uh my junior year I got some good attention from schools cuz I was playing pretty well and I I actually made a spreadsheet of every single college I would I would think about going to. And I had like an absurd amount of information on there <laughs> like the coaches, the passing yards, mm-hmm. like what receivers, what years they wow. were. Yeah, like I went into detail to make sure like The college I picked, I was going to enjoy my time there, and it was going to be the best fit for me to actually try to get to the NFL.
0: Did it not matter where it was? I mean, not that Cincinnati's a bad place, but you're from
2: Florida, and you're thinking, eh, Cincinnati, not exactly Florida. Well, no, it did matter a little bit because I was, being from Florida, I was worried about the snow. Like, I've Mm. never seen it being that cold. I've never seen snow before. So I was kind of trying to pick schools that – like, when it got cold, I can at least practice. Like, Cincinnati had a bubble, so right. that was one of the big stuff. So I was like, okay, when I'm practicing, I'll be inside a little bit. And, but as when I got there, I, the snow doesn't phase me anymore. They have a bubble, and the Bengals don't. Yeah. So the Bengals use the Bearcats bubble, right? Yeah, they do. They, they, that was cool. We actually got to see them practice some days when they would mm-hmm. come in there and practice in our bubble, so. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and you're thinking, I did
0: a great job picking a college, yeah. and you guys on the <laughs> Bengals, ha, I've got a bubble, and you're using my bubble yeah, here. Exactly. Can, we,
1: can we go back to your spreadsheet for a second? I'm very intrigued by this. Yeah. Okay, so this m- makes me think that your personality is just, you're, like, highly organized, very detail-oriented. Yeah. This seems unusual for a 17 eight, What were you, 16, 17, to make a spreadsheet yeah. of all your colleges? Well,
2: it was my mom's idea. She told me, like, you should, she's like, if you're this is a big decision. And she also was tra- telling me that she didn't want me to be one of those kids that kept going back and forth saying oh i commit decommit so she's like uh do your research uh look at all the schools you wanted to go to because i was a big miami hurricanes fan growing up that's really where i wanted to go sure. but so i made a spreadsheet and just the the big things i was looking for in the school was cincinnati had them all and then so i was like this is the place i want to be i didn't uh i don't even think i visited the school yeah i did all like Google Images, I looked at the campus, <laughs> I just made sure, like... You knew it, you knew everything about Cincinnati yeah, before stepping
1: foot on exactly. campus. Exactly,
2: so I just did my due diligence, and it, it was a good choice for me.
1: Did you approach free agency like that, too?
2: A little bit, but that's... I feel like you don't have as many choices, at sure. least in my position, I didn't have as many choices in college. I had a, a ton of offers, and also I just looked at schools that would, uh, even if they didn't offer me, I was still just going to look at them. And I kind of do free agency like that, but it's not as as an open of a choice for me in that situation.
0: Is that part of it tough as a professional athlete? You don't know where your next opportunity is. Yeah. And, look, the NFL its not forever, and who knows how many years or whatever, so you just suck it up and go, right? Yeah. And, and your wife has been
2: very supportive through all this, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, she's been, she's been amazing. I mean, she was there with me in Baltimore the whole time. Because mm-hmm. um, we even talked about it. Uh, when I first went to Baltimore, I'm like, you can stay in Cincinnati because she's never left. She's a, She went to school there. She went to college there. She's never been outside of Cincinnati until we went to Baltimore. Mm. So I'm like, you can stay there and if you want. But she was down to go, and we went there. And then when we came here, we had a newborn. Right. So we just had a little baby girl. And I'm like, if you want to, could we just build a house in Cincinnati too? So I'm like, if you want to stay in Cincinnati so you don't have to be down here, and I'll be all right. I just held it down. But she said no. She wanted to be with me. Wow. And yeah, so she's been down here. She's been killing it. And you're thinking, there goes sleep. Uh, you get the you get <laughs> she's little like, baby if, girl. She's <laughs> like,
1: if I'm not sleeping, nobody's sleeping. No, I will say, she,
2: that's where she's a trooper. She lets me, so I sleep in another room right now. Okay. Because I, I, I wake up so early in the morning. How many months are we here? She, she's only at four months. So she's oh. still, and I know
0: this is such a celebration for you guys with yeah. what happened to your Thanks. son. And Definitely. and uh, we did a 53, and it's on HoustonTexans.com and the app. And the guy who produced it is uh, sitting not too far away from yeah, us uh, here in the Hyundai Texans radio studio, Tyler Sudarth who edited that piece and produced that piece and shot it. Uh, but that has to be such a joy to have your little baby girl. And you must just, I mean, everybody smiles at their little baby girl, yeah. but
2: this is extra special. Oh, yeah, it's its definitely a huge blessing. I mean, every day I come home, I look at her, I can't believe, like, mm-hmm. we have this little baby, this bundle of joy, like, it's insane, I can't. And now she's at the point where when I walk in the door, she recognizes me and she smiles. Oh. She wasn't able to do that at first. Yeah. so. I, now my heart is just oh that's, yeah
1: that's it's, so great that she's here though i talked yeah. to you in training camp and they were still i think in baltimore at the time yeah and she just had the baby so it was kind of early for her to move down here and I, yeah. I remember asking you we were done interviewing and i said so is your wife going to move down here with the baby because you were facetiming at the yeah. time and that's got to be hard first baby and yeah you know like you, you can't even hold her or play with her but now she's down here and
2: yep it's a, mean, yeah it's amazing like, yeah, we uh we told her that to stay at home for training camp, just so she has her her dad lives right like five minutes from us down the street, so just so she has some support because during training camp we're definitely not at home, sure. right? So at least she'll be able to be around the baby and have some help. So oh yeah, I was Facetiming them every day and it, and it was tough because that's the thing I was worried about like they won't ever remember this period, but I can tell like from when she came up here after training camp she didn't recognize me the same as Aww. before. So that Aww, yeah. yeah that broke my heart a little bit, but I mean, now that she when she knows who I am, she smiles. She sees you every day now, yeah, yeah, so it yeah. probably
1: didn't take long no,
2: at all. No, I didn't. So it's it's awesome. It was worth it. That's and, uh, the best. Chris Moore yeah. with us, by the way. And the greatest thing
0: is one lost record. Whatever they don't care. The little kids <laughs> don't care. No. Nope. You know? However, the teenagers do, okay? (laughs) When I get home, Vanderkid is 15. He wants a complete debriefing of what went down on Sunday. Uh, So you never know. But that is terrific. So is the baby sleeping well, though? Even though you're in a different room, is your wife handling that okay? Because I'm sure DP has lots of tips. So do I. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes, yes, and I and I feel your pain because yeah. it's uh and well I feel your wife's pain especially because I was the one doing the getting up at night. Yeah, it's, see, it's I rough. did it
0: for us. I was the, I had the night shift. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I said I want I, I wanted know, I, it. I, don't I don't want the government. I want the night shift. <laughs> well, because I knew she was going to be alone with the baby all day, and I was like, yeah. you're going to go crazy, okay? So I'll take the night, and I can just suffer during the day, and
2: that's yeah. how I worked. Yeah, before I came up here, I did do the I did do some of the night shift before the season started because I think we had her a month or two before so I did pull some nighters for her, but now like she's doing all right. The problem is when we hit one stage when we finally get a routine, she's in onto the next part where now she doesn't want to sleep again. Like so we had her in the swaddle and we got the that routine mm-hmm. down and now she can break out of the swaddle so we <laughs> yeah. had to get something else. <laughs> yeah. So it's just trying to yeah no, it's just trying to find a routine It's like a I- David Copperfield <laughs> sketch after a while. I-
1: I had a friend once tell me, she's like, by kindergarten, they're all sleeping through the night. And that for some reason, that gave me hope because with my oldest, I was kindergarten.
0: like. Kindergarten? Hey. I was
1: like, this kid's <laughs> never going to sleep through You can't the
0: say night. that to Chris Moore. Kindergarten right now. It, he's thinking, I need it to happen on Tuesday. I,
1: I had one kid that was three and a half and would I, I would get up and do early morning runs. And it's mm. like as soon as. I would get out of bed. Oh yeah. He, he, it's like he knew. It's over. She's about to go somewhere and yeah. I, it's yeah. like I had so many so many mornings like yeah. that. But then by the second or third maybe I just got deaf, I guess. I just could not <laughs> yeah. hear them. They sh- I was like, "Oh, they don't wake up at night. Maybe just sleep through it. I yeah. don't know."
0: That's a handy trait in those situations. All right, so when you go home, do you bring the the tablet with you and look at plays mm-hmm. and look at video? How do you handle the homework part of this job?
2: Yeah, so when I get home, I'm that's when I take her from uh, my wife and i usually Mm -hmm. feed her. And then I'm sitting there, I'm studying the plays of what I got to do for that week, what my job is uh, just looking at some coverages and stuff like that. So just studying like you would at homework from school is, it's really, it's really the same thing. That's how I treat it. I have a notebook. Take good detailed notes, and that's what I do.
1: Were you a really good student in school? I feel like you probably
2: were. School wise, yes. I had some behavior problems growing up, but I, I got <laughs> you barely, did? Yeah. I cannot imagine that. I no. really, really, I, I really was, don't believe that. I was that. a little wild kid until I met my wife. My wife, well, so what, me down. so you did, what? your wife changed you? So, yeah, let's yeah, talk about the, that. The, I mean, I don't know. I just calmed down once I met her and right. started. He and he you seems met her so calm.
0: Co-
1: this is, yeah, <laughs> you seem,
0: yeah, it's yeah, like I, I am yes. now, yeah. So, you met her in college,
2: yes. All right,
0: so you're telling us when you had the spreadsheet going and everything, mm-hmm. you still had, you know, we're a little wild. Yeah, I and, still, okay. Like, I didn't,
2: I wasn't, like, going out and partying yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I was just, I don't know, man, I had too much energy to be in school. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to just mm-hmm. be hyper in school. I feel like that used to get me in trouble. I I know the feeling. Yeah. I mean, not, you
0: know, too much trouble, but yeah. I know the feeling of just being, like, <laughs> feeling out of, you know, out of my shell yeah. in a way. You know? Mine was
1: talking too much in class. I know that's really yeah. hard to believe. But uh, was yeah, I was, yeah, oh I always I would get in trouble for that more than anything else. And I have one kid that gets that, too. And I really feel his pain because yeah. I don't want you don't want to stifle a kid either. If they have yeah. got all this energy. Yeah. But you're like, can you just not get in trouble?
2: Yeah. yeah it's a tough it's battle. But, but, so you mean, but now
1: you know, you, now you're probably quiet in the meeting. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm a quiet person. I, <laughs> I, I bet most people in the locker room, if they knew that I was like that growing up. They wouldn't believe I, it. Yeah, I don't believe it. All right. So it. who's the most uh, boisterous receiver? Really? uh probably brandon cooks the funniest okay. thing about him is his he'll be he sings a lot and like he'll get a song stuck in your head because oh. he'll come in the locker room and just sing a part and he'll <laughs> sing that same part all day. On repeat yeah and then you're like dang you go Stop. home and now you're singing it in your head so no, but he's he's an awesome dude. I, I like him a lot. We have him on every week,
0: so I'm going to mention that to him about the singing. He yeah.
1: wanted to be on Broadway. That's probably why he was singing. Mm-hmm. He was in theater. How do <laughs> you, you not know this? this? How do you I not, not listen know to my this?
0: Interviews? I guess I missed that Hamilton, one. Hamilton.
1: <laughs> I told him he'd make a great Thomas Jefferson, and he agreed with me.
2: Or he wants of, to be Thomas a bo- Jefferson. Or a book
1: of I wanted him to be Thomas Jefferson. He suggested Book of Mormon.
0: He's
2: a that's, good singer. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's he wanted to do that.
0: He the, Mark, all right, I've this just is this Mark's is a mind. game changer. This so is a game just, changer. So so he you
1: know, sings. never mind what
0: happens on Sunday. <laughs> the Monday morning eight ten interview is going to be him about sing. Hamilton. Okay, have him sing for you. We're going there. We're going there for sure. You don't sing, do you? No. Okay. There it know. is. No. All right, but uh, so he's he's kind of the the
2: jester, if you will. He's the entertainer of the receiver group. See, that's the thing. I don't know if we have anybody that's over the top. That's just that you would call like a class clown type person. Right. He just. He just the he just talks the most or probably the most boisterous out of all of us. What's Nico like? Cuz I haven't talked to him yet in an interview format. Yeah. He's a cool dude. I mean, I like him because he's one of those, he's not a rookie that thinks he's knows all. He's there. He's trying to absorb and learn as much as he can. Mm-hmm. And he's just he's really chill. He just sits in there and he just tries to absorb all that's taken in like when we he's very coachable. When we tell him something, he he tries to apply it immediately and so what
1: what about Danny? Danny's the most veteran guy of the group. Yeah. So I'm sure he commands a lot of respect. Yeah, I he, mean, although he carries he doesn't carry himself like that. Yeah,
2: he's a cool dude. Everybody loves him. The coolest thing about him is during game days. He flips a switch. Like mm-hmm. if y'all see Danny during game days, he's a different dude. He's he's, really? he's a wild man. Yes. Yeah. That's a different different guy. That's how he's
0: played so long and yeah. survived in this league. And Conley is is really fast, really good, really smart. He's yeah. a really smart guy. I yes. Love talking with him.
2: Yeah, he's he's very smart. Um, he's very interesting because he has his hands in a lot of different things in his his life. He he has a lot of, I want to say hobbies, but yeah, hobbies that yeah. he enjoys doing. And mm-hmm. just you can sit there and talk to him all day because he'll have something to tell you about. Like, he's awesome.
1: I think my my interview with him went 30 minutes. We talked about Star Wars, directing, mm-hmm. TV. I mean, Video he's games, just anything. He has a lot of a lot of takes on a lot yeah. of different things. Do you guys get into big discussions with him on on TVs and movies? Yeah,
2: we were arguing as a uh, a few of our teammates were arguing about Harry Potter versus uh Lord of the Rings <laughs> last week. What was and the argument? Well, we were saying a lot of us like Harry Potter cuz I mean, that's what we grew up. We say it's right. some of the greatest books and movies, but he's like uh-huh. No, it's Lord of the Rings because that's where it all started. He's like uh, J.K. Rowling got all her ideas from Lord. <laughs> like he, he really? knows the history. Like he'll get you, oh. so yeah. you don't want to get in an argument with Chris Conley. He's going. He got facts to back it up. I look at those. It's very different. I know they're both series and everything, yeah. but they're very different. Yeah. Well, yeah. he
1: says Dune is the precursor to Star Wars. Yeah, that's what he was telling He won't us. even give Star Wars its credit. He said, yeah. like, well, they got out their ideas from Dune.
0: Yeah. Oh, they read the book because the Dune movie came out after Star Wars, I oh, thought. I oh, I got to look. He the said, original yeah, Dune Yeah, he movie. said
2: the original Dune, I think, because he was telling us the same thing. I think the original <laughs> Dune came out before Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. The original Dune. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I've got, I'm going to
0: check Dune. this out. I haven't seen the new one or the old yeah, one, so yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I missed that one. I've definitely seen Star Wars, though, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into more entertainment stuff as this conversation continues. What about Robert Prince, the uh,
2: receiver's coach. He's awesome. Uh, he's a high-energy dude. I've never mm-hmm. seen a coach sprint up and down the field so much during practice. Like, mm-hmm. And even before practice, he does. He times his run to the bubble because it's not a quick walk over there. It's, yeah. it's a nice little walk. And he sprints there. Up, sprints. Up, sprints. He times himself and sprints to the bubble before practice. These coaches are amazing because you have Pep Hamilton on the bike. Yep. You have Prince
0: sprinting. You have other guys walking, of course. <laughs> that bike thing, though, that could catch on for me. I just it's, have to it's, say, I
1: told Lovey this. I was like, "Have you noticed the, it's the offensive coaches on bikes? The defensive coaches were not on bikes, at least in training camp." I've really, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, it was Pep, it was Danny Barrett. Yep. I want to say Campy what Campy was on a bike at yep, one point. Yeah. Campy was
2: on a bike. There were
1: a lot of guys on bikes. Yeah. Um but not but not Lovey and not any of the
2: defensive coaches. No, they were. But I've
1: seen Robert Prince running and I always thought yes. he was late. No, he just That's just him.
2: He, getting and, to he practice. <laughs> and, he and he gets like, oh a boy. workout before practice too. He goes and lifts in there too. Like he's
0: He's Incredible. a really interesting guy. He he was a head coach of a team in Japan for yeah. a bit, and you know they were corporate owned or something. I thought it was really cool. It sounded like the old Rollerball movie to me. Speaking of movies, <laughs> but he's he's seen a lot of guys in this league. He was an assistant quarterbacks coach in Atlanta when Michael Vick and Matt Schaub were there, and Schaub played here for a number of years. Yeah. You were a little kid when that <laughs> happened. I remember that though. <laughs> All right, so the Bearcats. I want to get into this a little bit. Maybe we'll have to continue after the break, but they're going for it now yeah they're going for the playoffs so next up I want you to tell me sell me on them being in the playoff okay, okay? because they are undefeated yeah. they got to win out of course we yeah. all know that they're undefeated and there are a lot of people who say I don't know about that schedule but we'll see we'll talk about that among many other things Chris Moore is joining us on the Ruckers Texans Player Show It's the Fud Ruckers Texans Players Show. Chris Moore is our guest. Mark Vandermeer and DP Sidhu with you. And let's give away a Fud Ruckers card. Let's do right it. Right now. Yeah. All right. So you email Radio at HoustonTexans.com. That's TexansRadio at HoustonTexans.com. And what town, what area is Chris from? We talked about that in segment one. Where is Chris from? Where did he grow up? Give us the general area. And you get it right first Radio at HoustonTexans.com. And you win something from fud ruckers and boy i wish they were serving up some burgers right here i could really go for one <laughs> we'd right be doing now. this whole interview with a meal in front of yes of for course oh, that's COVID. that's how we used to do it post-covid we'll be <laughs> back there yeah. uh, you, know, you know a lot of people think the pandemic's over but you know we're still in the protocols here with the national football League. you guys are mm-hmm. tested at least once a week and have all that other stuff going on but yeah.
2: this is better than last year right oh yeah a lot better i mean we can actually interact with our teammates and coaches mm-hmm. without feeling I don't know. I felt like we were in the hazmat suits last year. It was crazy. Cause, all right, so Coach Cully, what was he like when you were around him in Baltimore? I mean, that's the cool thing about him. He hasn't changed. He uh-huh. was the same coach. He was high energy. Just you can. That's the biggest thing I always tell people. When I, when I used to be a receiver, it doesn't matter where you were at on the field or where your mind was during the game, you can hear him. And I don't know how his voice does that, but his voice <laughs> yeah. penetrates all things, and you can it hear him does. when you're on that field.
0: It does I hear him upstairs and you do? i'll be I'll be deep in my office with the door almost all no. the way shut. I'll hear mark, and you know he'll be like forty yards away, and it's like, yes, coach, <laughs> anyway, yeah, but th- he's the same guy and yep. he's been around for a long time and yeah. he's seen a lot of
2: football, oh yeah, he's i mean he's a good players' coach he he if he his his office door is always open, you can go talk to him, he's called me before I've called him like it's it's just a good relationship with him it's it's not one of them coaches that you feel like you can't go up to and talk to, so all right, that's outstanding. Now, yeah. Bearcats. So yes. I don't know how closely you follow everything
0: right now, because a lot of guys, you know, they follow it, but not in great detail. Yeah. But
2: look, there they are. They're in the top four right now. If they went out, don't they deserve to be in? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they only lost one game last year. That was the Sugar Bowl to Georgia. So who's the number one team now? So I feel like that that's okay. And yeah. The defense is their defense is amazing. They got a great secondary. And they've just been they've been holding down, and then they got rid of that quarterback who's been who's been making some great plays this year. So I feel like if they went out, they should get the opportunity. And I think the thing I like to see is that the polls are letting them. They're still number two in the nation, even after some some slow starts and some closer games. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do tonight when they uh, the rankings come out.
0: Yeah, they definitely deserve heavy consideration, and it sounds like a lot of young kids have been using spreadsheets and they've made their way <laughs> to Cincinnati yeah. because, you know, you were smart. You said, look, this is an up-and-coming place. I think you played a year with them when they were still in the Big East even, yeah. right? And then they go to the uh, the new league, and, and here they are trying to do something really spectacular, which is get into the playoffs yeah. outside of that
2: Power Five. Oh, yeah. I mean, Coach Fickle's amazing. What, that program that he's building there is it's, it's insane, like. Those kids have really bought into what he's doing. I've heard, like, great things about the strength coach there. Like, mm-hmm. they, every, everybody's bought into that whole program and to what they're trying to do there. So, I mean, once you get that, that's a good recipe for a great team.
1: Have you been able to go back and watch a game since you left there?
2: Uh, I think I watched a game. I got to watch a game last year, two years ago. The, the thing that I always – I don't know why this always happens like this, but whenever I have a bye week, it's a way game for them. Sure. And it kills me because mm-hmm. me and my wife want to go back there so bad because – Yeah, I mean, we we love the atmosphere they treat as well there.
1: They're playing Houston this year, and I don't know if that's here. I'll look it up. It's later in
0: I don't mind doing this while we're doing the show. I don't don't mind
1: that (laughs) at all. Okay, I just pulled that out of thin air.
0: Playing SMU, but it's
1: after after the bye, but Houston.
0: Yeah, well, it's – I'm going to check that out here. But uh, I wanted to ask you about Cincinnati because, like, when you're playing – football there do you ever go to hoops games did you go to the crosstown shootout which is a big deal there because it's cincinnati against xavier yeah and look i know it's outside of that city is not the biggest deal in the world unless they're both ranked but to me that's a huge game
2: oh yeah it's awesome they uh it's been cool because a few years they did it down uh downtown in the fountain square too and they had the game there so i don't think i actually ever got to go to one of those games because that game's usually earlier in the Mm -hmm. basketball season when we're still in football but in the offseason, I always go back at least to a few basketball games now. So I got a good connection with the AD and stuff that I get to get courtside to see sometimes.
0: Okay, we got the answer. It is Tampa from the Tampa area. That's where Chris Moore is from. It's so uh, Rucker's gift card distributed, and there we go. Well, s- distributed soon enough anyway. All right, we've talked about some entertainment stuff, but let's get into it now. All right, pregame ritual, like what do you like to listen to? What do you like to do? Uh, is there any particular kind of music or song that fires you up for a game? Do you mix it up? Do you listen to what's on the PA? Does anybody listen to what's on the PA system in the stadium, or does everybody have earbuds when they go out to the
2: field? Well, they we we just got those new speakers in there last week, so now mm-hmm. I feel like on the field you could really hear the music. But oh. I I feel like I don't know when I'm out there I don't like to go out on the field with music, so I mm-hmm. usually come usually focused and I somehow I don't know I turn I tone all that out. But in the locker room, whatever anybody's playing is usually good for me. And sometimes, like, in the hot tub when I'm warming up, especially Mm -hmm. if it's a home game because we get the hot tub here, um, I'll just watch, uh, like, a show or something just to. So you do the hot tub before you play Mm -hmm. because it loosens you up or whatever, gets you warm? get the muscles warm. Then we do all this all type of stretching and stuff in here. That
1: would relax me too much
2: you can't yeah if you're yeah. in there too long you'll get you, that <laughs> i happen. take a nap i'll yeah. be ready for a nap after <laughs> you that you gotta time it right it's like guys game time let's go let's go <laughs> like, oh,
1: but i'm just so relaxed uh hot tub before the game and then who who plays the music in the locker room this is a question i've had like is there a dj in the locker room it
2: switches it, it it's usually it's a defensive player for sure because the wherever this the connect for the phone is at it's all down near there yeah, yeah that's so what it was. they uh-huh. always take over and you guys have playing. no shot at No, offense has no – doesn't get to play music in there.
1: I haven't been there – we haven't been there since before COVID, mm-hmm. but the wide receivers were clear on the other end of the locker room. Mm-hmm. And it was Brandon Dunn. It mm-hmm. was right next to his locker, and he was the DJ. Yeah. So it, it has to be whoever's probably occupying yeah.
2: Well, I space. think Kursky Kers- does it now because he's the one that's lockers right next uh-huh. to him. Wait, are you talking about the new locker room, DP, the or the old one? The new locker room. I All haven't
0: right. been <laughs> in
1: the new – we haven't been in the new locker
0: room. Well, I, I was the there before the – before camp got started, when we were touring through and just oh, seeing wow. it, checking it out, yeah, and awesome. uh, we shot a video of the guys checking it out. It was really cool. It, it looks like uh, just a space-age kind of thing in there. It's oh, yeah. really awesome. It's beautiful. You yeah. saw the work they did in the off-season on it, so it looks tremendous. Okay, at home, you and the wife, uh, you watching uh, some of the streaming services. Do you have any shows you're binging on, addicted to, or whatever?
2: Uh, we finished. Uh, I watched Squid Games. We finished that. That was pretty good. Uh we watched You if you've mm-hmm. seen that. You? Yeah, I know that. That is
1: I <laughs> i've stopped watching it. It just I can't sleep afterwards.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> <That's> creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it's is creepy. a little creepy. It got really
1: creepy this last season, Yeah, it so.
2: did, so but I'm excited for the next one cuz I I mean, they always do a good job of finishing it with him still stalking somebody, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and he got
1: like a baby in this season, right? Yeah. Yeah, it did, Yeah, uh-huh. it, was, wow, it it you're got brave. crazy.
2: Yeah, you're brave for watching that. And so Squid Game. Yeah, it keeps
0: you hooked. Squid Games. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen all the memes. It's it's, yeah. it's
1: singular. Squid Game.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. screwed I that know up. it's okay. That sounds so bad when you screw something
2: like that up, though. <laughs> well, like, I mean, that's why i have no, why I'm no clue what <laughs> you're talking about.
1: <laughs> I called it Squid Games too. If yeah. it makes you feel any better, because mm-hmm. when you when you hear it, it seems like it should be. Yeah, but like it's, Hunger games. it's
2: the one game it's based off of, though. That last game. I think that's why they made it singular. Uh-huh. But I like that because I like to think about. If I was put in that situation, how I would react to it. That's why I really enjoyed that.
1: What what game? What would be your game of choice? If you got <laughs> to pick. I would.
2: I like the. What is it? The red light. Red green light, light, green light. Yeah, I feel like my speed and I sh- <laughs> as a receiver, I should <laughs> <laughs> be able to stop in time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would be a fun that's game. That's a good one. Yeah. that's a really good one. Yeah. Did you
1: ever run track?
2: Oh yeah, I was. Uh, I ran. I was on the four by one. I ran hurdles and uh, did all that in high school. In high school. Yeah, they didn't let me do it in college. I really wanted to, but. Yeah, I I don't remember
1: seeing it on your college.
2: It's a uh, a thing that they don't like to let football players run track sometimes. That's changed. Because in the back of the – you know, I was the voice of the
0: Hurricanes back in the early O's. And they would show up at the Big East track tournament or whatever, the track meet, and um, the championships – and dominate, yeah. and they wouldn't do anything all year. And it was like Andre Johnson, Clinton mm-hmm. Portis, you know, they'd show, we're the relay team, let's go, yeah. and then just blow everybody <laughs> away. Yeah. And I don't think people liked it. I uh, got to
2: run, when I was in high school, we used to go to Florida Relays when uh, Jeff Demps and uh, Percy Harvin were there, mm-hmm. and we always did see them <laughs> run. So, wow. I mean, I wanted to do that too, but I don't, Cincinnati wasn't letting me run track. They didn't want
1: their guys to get hurt, I bet.
2: Probably, I don't Or know. spend too much time away If you weren't a professional football player, pick a sport, what would you be? Uh, I would probably be running track. I love to run. That's like, but a pro. Well, there is pro track. Yeah, I guess people don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess like you, like <laughs> overseas especially. Like yeah, if you go overseas, oh. you can get make some money running. Yeah, so it's, it's a big business over there.
1: Do you like long distance, or do you still like to sprint?
2: Um, I'm I I just like to run, but I'll do long distance. I actually my first like couple years in high school I was a long a mile 800 runner, and then mm-hmm. when I finally got my sprint, my speed up, I got to get down to the shorter distances. All right, so, I wasn't expecting track. That really threw me yeah. off, Chris. I don't know. All right, <laughs> I got another one for you. If okay. I'm, I ha- I haven't played it, but I love soccer. Like, okay. me and my wife gone to Italy and watched Juventus play. Ooh. Like, I like, the atmosphere is insane. It's, it's insane. unmatched. Like, yep. Those fans, they did not leave the, like, while the game is going on, they don't get up out of their seats. Right. They don't go to the bathroom. It's they, crazy. They isn't sit it? there, <laughs> yeah. getting snacks. Yeah, my because my wife got up to get something to drink, and she said there was nobody out, and uh, yeah, she was the only. They player. don't miss a second because no. you're gonna miss the one goal. Right. She, I think she did too. That's what was crazy. I think she missed uh, one of the only goals that happened. While, while that's
0: that's why people don't you know don't get out of their seats. It is a different atmosphere. You know when we have the matches in here. You know if you have Mexico in this building, mm-hmm. it is. ridiculous ridiculous it's insane and it's this constant noise from (laughs) the moment the fans get in the building to the moment they leave it doesn't stop it almost doesn't go up or down it's just this constant noise it's really amazing uh, the atmospheres they have around the world okay chris moore is with us i asked brandon cooks this question about the trade deadline i want to ask chris the same question among other things we got to talk about the dolphins coming up on sunday at noon it's the fuddruckers texans player show on texans radio Mark Vandermeer and DP Sidhu with you on the Fuddruckers Texans Players Show. We're doing it from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio as we'll be back at Fuddruckers, I hope, next year. I can't guarantee anything because pandemic, protocols, whatever, but here we are. All right, Chris Moore is our guest, and it's been fun uh, talking with you, Chris. I asked Brandon yesterday, so the trade deadline this week, what is it like as a player? You see some guys you played with going... You're not sure what's going to happen. Is it me? Is it them? Is it nobody? Is that kind of an uneasy feeling? How do you handle that as a professional player?
2: Yeah, I feel like you you can't pay too much attention to it or think about it because it'll just drive you crazy. It's similar Mm -hmm. to, like, before near the end of the training camp when you're thinking about cuts and they're cutting the roster. You can't think about it because you don't want it to trickle over to something else. So I try not to think too much about the trade deadline. I like to see what these other teams are doing and how, like, like for example, Von Miller to the Rams, mm-hmm. I was insane. Right. Like, it's crazy how some of that You're stuff. Like happens. we just played them. You guys don't even need Von Miller. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're trying to do something over there. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: It's it is nuts. So do you follow the other teams
0: pretty closely and monitor what's happening around the league?
2: I want to say closely. I just think you know, it's social media, mm-hmm. Instagram. You have unlimited access to information. Can't like avoid that. it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. If, as soon as you scroll, you that's the twelve different things they're gonna post that. Von Miller got traded, so you're going to see it.
1: It is hard to avoid it, even if you try to, just because it seems like they talk about the trade deadline the Mm -hmm. entire month leading up to the trade deadline. Is it almost a sense of relief once it's all done and out of the way? Like, okay, now that's done with, Yeah. and then you can just sort of play out the rest of the season. You know this is going to be your core group of guys. Yeah,
2: I mean, once that trade deadline gets done, you know, like, oh, okay, now we're all here. We're not looking over our shoulders or looking over to see who's who's that new locker down there. Yeah. You just you know, like, all right, this is the team we got. So Right. Well, and you began the conversation, or at least
0: it was earlier on, when you, we were talking about the practice squad and the way things are structured now. I think it's really player-friendly now, and it's also team-management-friendly because you have all these options with the roster. Yeah. But it does create more job opportunities, and I got to think this is going to continue for a while. It just seems to be a better way to run things.
2: Yeah, I don't think – I mean, I don't see a reason why they should get rid of it. I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the vets appreciate it because, mm-hmm. like I said, we get a job. I mean, that's we're getting paid to still be here and we still yeah. are on the team, and they get to get those activations. So you can still play games. Like I, you get to play two games before they have to have to actually sign you to the roster. So right, you still get a chance to prove yourself, and and it's very flexible. So. I don't see why they would get rid of it that's
1: a good point because we've seen so many notable names throughout the league that end up on practice squads yeah. guys that have been uh, who, Adrian Peterson just signed yeah. to the practice squad yeah. like these are guys that you think they're out of the league but mm-hmm. then they come back to the practice squad and you're right it's sort of like an acclimation period Yeah. because sometimes I think to get traded mid-season or to get signed mid-season it's hard to just pick up an offense and go yeah. but if you get activated like you're saying on any given week and you've been here this whole time yeah. You, you, you your familiarity is there at least yeah, right like,
2: uh, that's what like the, you said, getting on practice squad, you get to learn the offense, get to learn the playbook, especially like for an offensive player. There's a lot of stuff that goes into those formations and all the concepts. So to get those weeks at least on practice squad, getting to be around the team, get to build that chemistry and learn the offense truly. Because otherwise you're just going to be thrown on the active right. roster. They either have to have you inactive for the week, which is a waste for their spot, I feel like, or you're just going to be playing in the game with just this limited amount of knowledge of what's actually going on in the offense.
0: All right, so you're going to South Florida. It's not your South Florida. It's the East Coast, South Florida. So Oops. what is that like, though, to go to Miami and play the Dolphins? How often were you able to play down there before or play in the Tampa area or Florida in general? See,
2: it's crazy. I don't think I've ever got to play in Tampa in it, since I've been in NFL. I did in college because we had USF. Right. So I got to go there. Mm. So my mom got to – I actually broke uh, the school – Receptions, touchdown record, and Tampa I was able to get my um the ball right nice. there. So that was That's awesome. amazing. Yeah. But uh, going to Miami is always fun because I do have family that, that it's only a four hour drive, and mm-hmm. who doesn't want to go to Miami to, to watch right. a football game? So yeah, I'll have my uh, my mom there, family there, uh, some old coaches to all be there watching. It's going to be fun.
0: So you have some tickets to dole out. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then after that, you got the bye. And I know this week is what's most important, but it's <laughs> Always good to have that rest, right? How yeah, do you handle that week?
2: Um, it, it depends. This year, since we have the baby, we don't want to do too much traveling. So mm-hmm. me and my wife usually just try to go somewhere and just relax, get some good food, because I'm usually trying to eat very healthy during the season. And I get some You some can have a cheat to, during the bye. Yeah, get some good cheat and just, just relax, spend time with my wife and my baby. Wait, when did what's, you,
1: can I ask what the cheat? What, yeah, what is an right. ideal cheat meal?
2: uh anything with a burger i love burgers, i'm the same real. yeah i love hamburgers do I, you not eat
1: any during the season
2: no i do still at least i try not to like throughout the week i'm usually eating with what, the, what uh, lad recommends what's in here. the cafe yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. then probably like after the game i'll go get to in and out or some oh. other burger place just to
1: feel refuel yeah
2: just because it's after game and i know i'm not playing not practicing the right. next day so i'll I'll go ahead and enjoy it myself. I
1: bet those post-game meals are great. They that should be a thing where p- players take pictures of their post-game meals.
2: That should mm-hmm. right. You might um, be onto something there.
1: Right. I would love to see what. I don't know why. That's really in- interesting <laughs> to me because I just love a good cheat meal story. Yeah.
0: So the Astros are in the World Series and here they are coming back. And I know you grew up in Tampa and the Rays didn't win against the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh. And. You lived in Cincinnati for a while, Baltimore, so you lived in some baseball places. But yeah. here you are, and they're in the World Series. What's that like for you to have that happen in this city?
2: Um, it's pretty cool. I, I can you can feel the buzz that this city is excited mm-hmm. for this team. Do you like the sport? Do you watch it, or is it something that you casually pay attention? Yeah, to? Yeah, it's something I casually pay attention to. Uh, we'll go to me and my wife used to just go to like Reds games, or we went we've been to Orioles games just for just for entertainment purposes. Yeah, I don't think she it's really her. She don't like sitting there watching baseball too much. I can get into it, but it's just something to do. Well, we look forward to seeing you on Sunday against the
0: Dolphins in South Florida, Chris. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. There he is, Chris Moore, Texans wide receiver. And check out his work on Sunday when the Texans take on the Miami Dolphins. It's a noon kick, and it'll be live right here and on the Bowl 100.3 FM. And can't wait. Can't wait to get back to South Florida. DP and I are going to talk plenty about that. As, you know, I lived there for a while. I talk about that from time to time. Not that it's all about me, but sometimes I do like to bring that stuff up. It's actually the 20th anniversary of the Hurricanes winning the national championship when I was lucky enough to be part of that. Then I came here to be lucky enough to be a part of this. And we'll see what happens when the Texans take on the Dolphins. They are 8-1 and one all time against the Miami Dolphins. Let's go for 9-1. and one. All right, that's coming up. Texans All Access. Thank you, Chris Moore. Have a great night. Go Astros. Go Texans. There he is, Chris.